So we're going to get right into this word on today. So we're still coming. Uh, we're still doing the series. Pray like a child. Pray like a child. OK, if you pray like a child, then you will be led like a child. Then you will walk like a child. Then eventually you will live like a child. Most believers don't live like children. They are not living like children. That is the oppression of religion. The oppression of religion is that we don't see God as a father, so we don't live like a child. That is the oppression of religion. That's why churches are being vacant. Some people were happy that the coronavirus came. Close this down. <laughs> Close down this, this slave ship. All right. Okay. And so this is our fourth message. The first one was the first rule of prayer, which is pray to the father. The second was was understanding the secret place. We didn't talk about the secret place, what to do in the secret place. OK, we didn't talk about the conflicts. We didn't talk about the things that prohibit or stop you from doing things in the secret place. We just gave you an understanding that Jesus dropped us off in the holy of holies. And said the veil is torn. I mean, he dropped us off in the holy place and said the veil has been torn. You can go into the holies of holies when you want to. You don't have to wait on the priest. The Bible says that we are a royal priesthood. Amen. We have direct access into. And so last week we talked about household prayer. How Jesus was teaching us how to pray from the household of Abba. He's not giving us random information. It's not arbitrary by any means. He's not just throwing out information. They didn't come to him and say, teach us how to pray. And he said, uh, let me see. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> let me go to Google. All right. Look at what the top 10 churches are doing and come back with some information. No, he gave us a prayer format directly from Abba's household. And that's why I told you guys when we did the orphan series that every message that comes from here, whether it's me or one of you guys out there, it should be it should come directly from Abba's household. We're not teaching. I'm not teaching you how to be a church member. I'm not teaching you how to obey me. OK, we meet for four to six hours. A week. Your obedience to me does no good <laughs> to your life. We're teaching you to hear the father on purpose. We're teaching you how to do this thing intentionally. We don't want, there's no guesswork in this. We don't leave any guesswork. We don't want you to feel like, you know, like, uh, I might got it. No, you're going to walk away from here every time you come to these services with some knowledge on how to live intentionally for Abba. And so on today, we're going to teach from the topic of uh, persistent prayer practices. Persistent prayer practices. All right. Persistent prayer practices. So last week we came from Luke chapter 11 verses 1 through 4. Today, we're going to pick up in verse five. So it's as if we're continuing the conversation from household prayer. All right. And Luke 11, chapter five reads, then teaching them more about prayer. He used this story. So <clears throat> he was teaching them how to pray according to Abba's household. Once he was done with that, verse 5 said he, he began to teach them even more about prayer. So after he taught them about household prayer, how to pray according to Abba's household, our father, you must know that. Where is he at? In heaven, which means there has to be an invitation. If you're not inviting him into your situation, then he's not there. Our father is not cruel. He is not cruel. He's not rude. He's not going to interrupt your life abruptly and just insert himself there. He's not going to do that. He needs an invitation from you. And so after the invitation, Jesus said, 
He wants his father's name to be made holy. He wants his kingdom to come and then he wants his will to be done. Then after that, he said, we can now ask, give me. Once you know your father, once you invite him into your situation, once you have a mindset of making his name holy and wanting his kingdom to come and his will to be done. Now, because you are a child, you are now authorized to ask, give me. What most believers get off is they just got to give me. (laughs) It's just give me. What is your responsibility in a relationship? Because if you're doing that relationship like that, (laughs) you ain't got to say it. Y'all, boy, y'all prophetic. (laughs) If If the most important relationship in the world, you got your hand out, but you have no intentions of doing anything that he tells you to do, then your other relationships are the same. They're pretty much the same. I'll let you digest that. Let you digest. Eat that right there. Chew on it. Like a Jolly Ranch. You know how I crack? I want to hear some crack on it. <laughs> then after that, he said, after, after he has given you the daily bread, and we didn't get to that, it's daily bread. So he's giving you bread, but it's only daily, which means tomorrow you got to come back and ask again with the same mindset. Then with the daily bread, you have to take on his heart. So he said, forgive us as we forgive others. Treat us like we treat other people. That's a, ooh. Ooh, if you don't, if we don't forgive nobody, Father, don't forgive us. Then he said, lead us. So we got our daily bread. We got the stuff. Now we need you to lead us. And because we are ignorant, immature, unaware, and we're still growing, amen? We need to ask him sometime, deliver me. Deliver us. Because we do stupid stuff sometimes. We do stuff unaware. We do stuff intentional. Whether you're in in category A or B, it's still the same prayer. Deliver us. (laughs) Deliver us. Help us. When we're going down the right path, the wrong path, and we think we're right. Deliver us. And so in verse five, it says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used the story. Now, this story has a lot of meaning in itself, but we're going to breeze right through it and get to uh, um, a more meteor part. He said, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. Huh? Don't come to my house. Okay. Just want to put that out there. All right. Wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing to eat. That's not my problem. It's your friend. It's midnight. He should have brought something to eat over your house. He should have brought himself something to eat. I don't know what the situation was. Okay. I'm just telling you my mindset. I'm not Jesus. Verse seven. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom. Here we go. That's me. Don't bother me. My door is locked for the night. And my family and I are in bed and I can't help you. (laughs) Now, Jesus is using this story to teach, uh, teach them more about prayer. What are we talking about today? The persistent prayer practices. Verse eight, he says, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of shameless persistence. So Jesus is teaching methods of prayer from Abba's house. He let him know, like the guys at the door, he said, he's going to give you that bread, but it's not going to be because of relationship. It's not going to be because of relationship. It ain't going to be because of friendship. It's going to be because you are persistent. 
You would not let up. You keep knocking, meaning you continually do it. Need some bread. Need some bread. Three loaves. <laughs> I'm asleep. I don't care. I got a friend in town. I need some bread. Jesus said, if you continue to do that, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. So he's saying, if you continue without stopping, if you do this long enough, he called this shameless persistence. Now, the difference between shameless persistence and vain repetition is this. With vain repetition, you're constantly coming before the father, but you don't know that he's your father. It's the fact that you don't know that it's the relationship and you think it is what you are saying and you keep saying, keep saying, keep saying, that's going to make him give it to you. But when it comes to shameless persistence, you know the relationship. You keep coming because you know the relationship. I tell my kids all the time, they come to me, uh, uh, get out of my face. We don't know each other if you got to do all that. <laughs> if you got to do all that, we don't know each other. Uh, uh. Can I, uh, uh, no. You vain babbler. But I love it when they come and they don't let up. This is what I want. This is what I want. Akira keep asking me for $30, talking about she she want a paycheck every week. She persistent with it. She want a paycheck every week. When they want something, they know the relationship and they don't let up. They know, watch this, I can only get this from you. It's some things that we can only get from the Father. And the Father, Jesus is telling us it's a relationship thing. You're not, you're not supposed to ever let up. Our problem is we knock. Can I get some bread? Can I get some bread? No. Okay. You still hungry? When you get back to the house, your friend's still going to want to know, where the bread, bro? <laughs> Why don't you have some bread? Because you weren't persistent enough. You weren't persistent enough. And so Jesus is teaching his disciples how to do prayer effectively. He taught them household prayer. Then he taught them how to be persistent with it. Verse nine, he says, and so I tell you now, anytime Jesus says something like that. And so I tell you, that means this is coming directly from Abba's household. This is how the thing works. (laughs) This is how it works. When he says, truly, truly, I tell you, (laughs) he's telling you like, look, there's no way around this. There's no work around here. You have to do it this way. He says, I tell you, keep on asking. Keep mean continue. It means to practice. Practice asking. Don't stop asking. He says, I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open. Persistence. Shameless persistence. Why is it shameless? Because I understand the relationship. There's no shame in me constantly asking my father for something. Who else I'm supposed to ask him for? Ask for it. As a child, you see your parents as the source. So much we have to tell them, money don't grow on trees. Can't door dash every day. Can't eat pizza every night. <laughs> Money don't grow on trees. We can do it sometimes. So now Jesus is telling us to ask so that we can receive. So whenever you ask a thing, give me my slide for that. Don't I have a slide for that? Yeah, there it is. Whenever you ask for a thing, that means you want to receive something. So whenever you're asking, you're wanting to receive an answer, 
Now, this is just some of the things, okay? I couldn't put the whole list. Whenever you're asking for something, you want to receive either an answer, permission, understanding, or wisdom. Whenever you are seeking, you are seeking to find something because when you seek a thing, that means you covet it earnestly. Ain't nobody looking for unemployment. Ain't no benefits there. But when you seeking a job, it's on your mind all day. I need a job. I need a job. I need money. When you're seeking money, I need money. When you're seeking healing, I need healing. You're seeking it. It's earnestly on your mind. He says, you keep doing that, you're going to find it. Now, the crazy thing about it, these principles work in the world without God. You can seek money, seek money, seek money, seek money, and you'll get money. You just won't get the peace to come along with it. You just won't get the directions that come along with it. You can seek. Oh, let me keep going. All right. When you're seeking, it's something that you've been meditating on, thinking about, or even read. When you're seeking, you can be looking for advice. You can seek the Father for advice, for counsel, for directions, instructions. Anytime you are knocking, you are trying to open something, a door. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He was saying he's a door. He said he was the door. We are doors into the Father's house too because he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. But Jesus is telling us in prayer to ask, to seek, and to knock. Anytime you knock, a door will be open. That's what Jesus said. And behind those doors are promotions, different levels, blessings, and even rewards. Every time he told them to practice righteousness, he said there'll be reward after it. Every time. That's why he told them how to do it correctly. Don't do it like a hypocrite. When you fast, don't walk around disheveled. Oh, what's wrong, bro? I'm fasting. <sighs> you got your reward. Everybody know. You wanted attention. When you give, he said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand knowing. That's powerful. When you give, whatever you put in your, your, your left hand, don't let your right hand know. So that means don't let nobody else know. He's teaching you how to correctly do a thing so you can get the reward. When you pray, he said, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't come get on the stage. Father, in the name of Jesus, holler. And people be like, oh, that's so anointed. I felt the presence of God. That's your reward. (laughs) That's your reward. Can't, what you gonna do with that? Can't take that to the bank. <laughs> so he's teaching them how to do it correctly. Because he wants us to what? Receive the reward. Now a reward is different than an award. A reward is something that has already been stored up for you that is waiting on you to mature. An award is something that you get after doing, having a great performance. An award is something that you earn. Most Christians are going after awards. They think heaven is an award. If I live right down here, he gonna let me in the pearly gates. If you are his child, you'll walk through those gates. If you are his child, you are growing down here intentionally on purpose without fail. If you are his child down here, when you die, it transfers. If you were not his child down here, then when you die, you can't gain a relationship that you didn't already have. Now, when Jesus gave them, now we're talking about prayer, right? When he gave them this rendition, when he ran this story by them, he was talking about prayer. Now, prayer, this is divine generation definition, because every definition I look up is just simply communicating with one's God. But we're not communicating with God, we're communicating with our Heavenly Father. So, prayer, next slide. 
Prayer is simply communicating with the father and his world for the purpose of development, for provision and dominion. Okay, the first reason why you need to be talking to him is development. Teach me. Remove this, impart this. I'm like you. Development. The next thing is provision. Give me. A king tried to make Abraham rich. Abraham rejected the money. He said, because if I take your money, you're going to say you made me rich. We don't need nobody to say they made us rich. We need the father to make us rich. The Bible, Paul said, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. So prayer is communication with the father, but communication is not just done with speech. Such as praying in tongues. Such as praying with understanding. Such as worship. Even with music. I know we like to say, get some worship music. No. Worship is a lifestyle. Prayer is a lifestyle. Prayer is bigger than you just saying, Father, help me. No. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than a conversation. Okay? It's some actions to this thing too. All right. So prayer is communication with the father, but communication is not just done with speech. Prayer is going to get good. Just warning you. Just warning you. It's going to get good to me. How about that? Prayer is one part of practicing righteousness. Oh, Okay. We have five parts of practicing righteousness and all of them, watch this, communicate something to the Father. If prayer is just simply communication, all five of the practicing righteousness communicate something. So, what we're going to do on the day is, I'm going to show you how every part of practicing righteousness communicate something to the father because communicate because prayer is simply what communicating but it's bigger than talking Jesus gave a parable he said he had two sons he needed both of them to go out into the field he said the first son he asked him are you gonna go out into the field yeah he asked the second son are you gonna go out into the field no He asked the first son, are you going to go into the field? He said, yes, but he didn't do it. The second son said, no, but he did it. Jesus said, who was, who was right? The second son. It wasn't about what you said. It was about what you. So when we pray, We know that we are communicating something to the father. Whenever I pray, I know I'm asking him something. Whenever I pray, we're talking about with understanding or with tongues. We know that we're asking him for a thing. We know that we are seeking a thing. We even know that we are knocking. When you are praying to the father, you are asking him for permission. You are asking him for wisdom, for understanding. You are asking him, show me something. When you are praying to the Father, whether in tongues or understanding, you are seeking something. You're meaning you are trying to find something. Most of the time it's his kingdom. It's his will. How do I make his name holy? When we pray, we are knocking, meaning we are opening relational doors to improve our spiritual senses. Because if you're not praying, you can't hear. If you are not praying, you can't hear. Amen. So when we fast, we are communicating something. Just by us refraining from food, 
for the purpose of spiritual growth. Now, we're not talking about that fasting where you don't eat, but you just and just chill all day. We're talking about the, the fasting in which you abstain from from uh, uh, physical food to feed your spiritual man. Which means it's some prayer done there and it's some word time with it. You're not eating natural food, but you're eating spiritual food. Why? Because the whole purpose of fasting is for growth. So when we fast, we are communicating something to the father. When we fast, we are asking him to receive the mind of Christ. Give us the mind of Christ. We are asking him to bring forth the manifestations in our life that belong to us. We are asking him to release rewards into our life when we fast. It's bigger than just talking to him. When we fast, we are seeking something. What are we trying to find? How to mortify the deeds of the flesh so that Christ can reign. When we fast... We are knocking because we are opening doors of authority and power. That's why Jesus told them this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting, which means you got some tag teams here that can really elevate you. When we give. going too fast so if when we fast we are asking we are seeking and we are knocking and we are communicating that we want something from the father right so what does it mean when we don't fast we're communicating something to him I don't want the mind of Christ I don't want to mortify the deeds of my flesh I like it the way it is I don't want to hear from you. I don't need your instructions. So practicing righteousness is our way of communicating to him. It's bigger than that. Just saying our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Then you move on about your day. When we give, We are communicating something to the father. When we ask him for something because of giving, we are receiving. mm, We're asking to receive what we have planted. That's a big problem in Christianity because we want the father to give us more than we plant. He set up the law of harvest for a reason. He wanted to make sure if I'm going to give you anything, you're going to be like me. So when we give, we're asking him to give us what we planted. We're asking him to give us favor. We're asking him to give us our inheritance. We're asking him to multiply our rewards, which means this. When we don't give, we're saying, I don't want you to give me anything. Because the Bible says, give and it shall be. So when I give, I'm communicating to him that I want you to give me something. When we give, we're seeking. We're seeking to become sowers. He says he gives seed to the sower. So when you're giving, you're asking him, you're saying, Father, I'm a can do it. I'm the one that you can give the millions to and that can give it to others. Everything we do is communicating something to him. It's, prayer is bigger than just talking. When you get up out your secret place, when you come out the closet, you still got some actions to do. We don't just talk with our spouses, then get up and rest of the day, we don't deal with them. No. We don't just talk to our children, well, hey, how you doing? And then the rest of the day, no, no dealing in their life. There's a raising process, and this is what it is. When we give, we are knocking. Meaning, we want him to open up the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing that we have too much to receive. 
that you have not enough room to receive. So what does it mean when you withhold? That's why he said, will a man rob God? How have you robbed me with tithes and offering? So he let him know that the more you give, I'll match it. I'll double it. I'll triple it. The less you give or when you don't give, it's communicating something. I don't want nothing from you. I don't need your kingdom blessings. I'll get my own. Y'all okay? (laughs) Even when we give our time, because it's not all about money. When we give our time, we are asking him for freedom. Most people can't get out of their jobs because they, as soon as he lets you out your job, you're not going to give him your time. Everybody talking about they want full-time ministry. You don't want full-time ministry. You want money while you stay at home. When you give your time, he'll make sure. When you give him your time, He'll make sure that you have time to do the things that he wants you to do. But when you can't give him your time, there's nothing to give you. There's no exchange there. When you give away your talents, your abilities, your gifts, wisdom, he gives you influence. But when you fresh out the package and you want somebody to... You fresh out the package. None of them even know you. <laughs> and you want everybody. I'm a teacher. People need to pay to hear me. Really? So that's why the Bible, one of the books that I, I think everybody should read is Servant Leadership by Miles Monroe. And he teaches you how to serve your gift until people want it. He used Tiger Woods, for example. Tiger Woods played golf for free for a long time. LeBron James played basketball for free for a long time before he got a billion-dollar contract from Nike. Um, there you go. The next one. When we spend time in the Word... We are communicating something to the Father. We are asking to receive mysteries. We're asking to receive knowledge. We're asking to receive correction. Anybody ever looked in the scriptures and got corrected? We're asking to receive instructions. We read the word because we don't know. We read the word because we want to understand. So whenever you are take time out to get into that Bible, it's never been a time where I opened up the scriptures and I didn't get something. It's never been a time where I opened up that Bible, start reading and he didn't talk. When you spend time in the word, you are seeking. Meaning you are trying to find truth. You are trying to find life. You are trying to find light. You are trying to find something to meditate on. Because until you find something to meditate on, and hopefully it's his truth. Because the Bible says the more you meditate on his word, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. The Bible said that his word is life. Spirit and life. The Bible says that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So if you're not spending time in the word, you're walking in the dark. So anytime you get in that word, you're showing him, Father, I want to know. Which means when you don't spend time in the word, you're letting him know, I don't want to know. I don't want your instructions. I don't want your corrections. I don't want your reproof. I don't want your truth. I don't want your life. I don't want your light. I don't want to meditate on nothing. You got to say, that's what you're communicating to the father. Now, the reason why I'm telling you is because I've been in Christianity over half of my life. And I see a lot of unbalanced lives. I know people who know the word, but they broke. 
Meaning they spend time in the word, but they don't give. So he's adding to them on one area, but not the other. So even if they got the money, they don't know what to do with it. I've seen people spend time in a prayer closet, but won't fast. So they can ramble off a thousand scriptures in prayer, make you think they're deep, but when you follow them home. I'm getting messy. Bag up. Bag up. So when you spend time in the word, watch this. You're knocking. You're trying to open doors of approval to minister to people. Because I told you, you have to spend enough time in the word because the first stage you spend time in the word is for you. The next stage is for other people. But you haven't got past spending time in the word for you. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you get to that place, then you can minister to other people. But you're getting in that word, that word, why? Because you want approval from your father. You want to let the father know, watch this, I'm seeking your kingdom. You can't seek the kingdom without getting in the word. You can't seek the kingdom without prayer. You can't seek the kingdom without fasting. You can't seek the kingdom without giving. And you definitely can't seek his righteousness because that's the right thing to do. <laughs> These are things he asks us to do. These are spiritual exercises that he asks us to do. So why? We will gain an understanding of his world. When we do community, we are communicating something to the Father. When we do community, we are asking to receive strength. Right? We're asking for family. That was Miss Mary that told me that. She said, I've been praying for a spiritual family. You don't understand how important it is to have a spiritual family. It's a scripture. The Bible says if you don't hate your mother, you don't hate your father, you don't hate your sister, you can't even be my disciple. (laughs) It's a scripture in the Bible where they came to Jesus and said, your mother and your brother and your sisters, they all out here. He said, who is my mother, my brother, my sister? The people who do the will of my father. You switching families. Your natural family going to get you taken out. Your, your natural family going to make you lose your blessings. Your natural family ain't in the word. They're not reading. They're not studying. They don't care nothing about that. But that's how you get all your answers. That's how you find life. That's how you feed your soul. If you follow your natural family, you're going to starve to death. You're going to die of deprivation of my destiny. When we do community, we are seeking to find identity. This is where you come and find out who you are in Christ. We are seeking a garden, a place where we can be planted, cultivated, pruned, and watered to grow. So what does that mean when we don't do community? We don't need strength. I don't need a spiritual family. I'm good all by myself. Is that not what we communicate? My spiritual family is on YouTube. (laughs) I'm a part of this church. He don't even know you. So when you went, so because if we're communicating something to him when we do these things, when we don't do them, we are also communicating something. I got to let you know that. You're saying, I don't need a place to grow. When you do community, you are seeking ministry. You know how many people, oh my God, say they got a ministry and don't come to church? So who are you going to minister to? So you mean to tell me you're not going to join no community 
God going to raise you to be a pastor, prophet, whatever, 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 and give you a community. You're going to kill him. Why? Because you get your practice right here. Showing up in community lets me know I want a ministry. I want to be developed. When I don't show up, they're saying I don't need to be developed. I'm good. I don't need that. When we do community, we're opening doors to ministry, to brotherhood, to sisterhood, to family, to relationships. Now, it gets deeper than this. I just want to touch a little bit on this to let you know that all of practicing righteousness is communicating something. When you pray, it communicates something. When you fast, it communicates something. When you read the word, when you give, when you do community, it is communicating something. So by default, when you don't do it, it's communicating something. It's telling him something. I don't really care. Because you can't tell me. Like, we do this, it's 168 hours in a week, right? You can't tell me these four to six hours God said do something else. It's 168 hours in a week. You got 162 hours to do what you want to do. You say those six to four hours, he said, do something else. You lying. You don't hear God. You lying. You can't tell me your father who wants you to have your destiny is telling you don't show up to church. Don't show up to a person I assigned to teach you. It's a lie. And don't do it for me. Don't do it trying to show me because you ain't communicating nothing to me. You know why? Because I got to be here anyway. 10 years from now, I'm going to be right here. 20 years from now, I'm going to be right here. So it's not a communication to me because I got to show up. (laughs) You know that happened in church. Y'all stop playing like y'all know what I'm talking about. You know folks get mad at the pastor. I don't know about it. I ain't coming back. Okay. You're not growing. I've done my my due diligence. I've served under ministries. I've served under pastors. I did what was necessary for me to get mine. It's your turn. (laughs) I'm good. Because watch this. This is a nugget I'm about to give you. Be a pillar. Because God is going to always, our Father is going to always take care of, watch this, his pillars. The things that are unmovable, and he knows it's unmovable, he's going to make sure he blessed that. He's going to make sure he blessed that. I know people who need money, and he keep giving me money. I know people who look, I'm turning down jobs. I'm turning down money. Am I lying? I'm turning down money. All type of jobs. And I know people who need money and need jobs, but they don't know how to do it. (laughs) They don't know how to do it. Money don't come to people who need it. It comes to those with faith. And our only faith is in the Father, in in a relationship. Hearing him tell you what to do. It ain't about the pastor. It ain't about the apostle, the evangelist, the teacher. It ain't about none of them. Those are gifts. Those are gifts for you. And the gift make you mad and you don't show up to get from the gift that Jesus gave you? It's a trick of the enemy. You're not communicating nothing to me. You All the communication is going to him. Because after I do this, I'm spending time with my wife and my kids. We're going out to eat. Okay. Monday morning, I'm back in prayer, in the prayer, in the closet, preparing messages for next Sunday. Whoever show up will eat. This is going to go on to Jesus come back. Okay. Make sure whatever you do in word or deed, you're doing it in his name. Whatever you do in word, whatever you do in deed, make sure you do it in his name. Because I've seen people for years think that they're showing up. I've seen people walk off a college basketball team talking about they, you didn't show the coach nothing? 
He going to coach the other players. <laughs> you lost your scholarship. <laughs> you seen, I know you seen it, ain't you? People walk off a team like, what? what? The team's still going to play? You just not going to play. <laughs> I seen it in high school. Coach ain't going to tell me nothing. Yeah, he ain't. But watch this. When it comes time to recruit, he ain't going to talk about you. It don't matter how talented you is, you uncoachable. So when you do community, you're knocking on doors. I told you before, everybody in here got something from you. Yesterday, we met at Kirby Loft, the, the, all the men who could, and we prayed for five hours. Building brotherhoods, building relationships. And you know who was with us? Javon was with us. Tyrese was with us, Adelius was with us, and Quay was with us. Come on, give it up. Give it up for them. They 15 years old, 16 years old, was with us praying in tongues for hours. Chad was with us. Was you there, Kirby? I'm just playing. I know you was there. Kirby called the whole thing. I just had to mess with him. (laughs) But this is the thing. Marcus was there. Brandon was there. We know Sean be going to be at every prayer meeting. You, ain't gotta, like, <laughs> you say pray, I'm with it. <laughs> so I have to let you know in every area of practice and righteousness, you're communicating something to the Father. You better get in that word. He's trying to talk to you. He's trying to speak to you. He's trying to give you something. I'm going to get mine. I'm letting you know. I'm a gift. That's why I told you you're gonna to to take a season of your life, abandon the life you thought was yours to get the life that's supposed to be yours. If not, I told you we're gonna have haters. We're gonna have haters. We're gonna have folks, y'all getting clickish in here. No, we not. This is what leaders do. Leaders can only lead the people who want to be led. The people who don't want to be led will be found giving no attention to. And this is how Abba prunes the church. (laughs) This is how he prunes the church. The people who want to be led will be led. The people who don't want to be led, the people who don't want to submit. I have a little time for you. I don't have much. Why? Because I'm running a ministry. I'm not running a social media site. So if I'm running a ministry, I need to talk to the people who want to cooperate. Amen. Do that make sense? On earth and in heaven. It makes sense. The best ability you can have is. Y'all heard this a million times. Availability. That's the best ability you can have is availability. We'll work on responsibility later. The first one we need is availability. Can we get you to show up? If we can show up, we can train you to do anything. We can teach you to do anything. The father can drop the spirit on you and you can do anything. He can use you to do anything. If he can speak through a donkey, surely he can give me a word. Yeah, I better not say nothing. Don't even laugh. So watch this. Verse 10. This is Jesus talking, okay? Because I don't want y'all saying I said nothing. All this stuff is written in red. Amen? Watch this. For everyone who asks receives. So everyone who asks through prayer, fasting, reading the words, receives. (laughs) Everybody who asks receives. Everybody, everyone who seeks finds. There's no way you can do community and not find something. There's no way you can open that word and not find something. He said everyone. Everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Every level there is in the gospel is available to you. But you ain't knocking. It's available. So everyone who prays, fasts, studies, and does community 
will find stuff, will receive stuff, and doors will always be open. Why? Because the Father is trying to raise us to get this stuff. He's not just trying to give it to you. You ain't Adam. You're not Adam. He didn't create you just to give you stuff. Adam messed it up for us. Okay? He messed it up. Because Adam was able to, he was able to first start this whole thing off holy. Adam had to get unholy. He had to lose a position. He started seated, being seated in heavenly places. The father downloaded intelligence to him to name all the animals. All the stuff you see was named by Adam. We don't get that. We got to come in unsaved, get saved, get prayed for, get taught how to pray. Learn how to do community, learn how to do relationships. Learn how to fast, learn how to pray, then practice them things to become holy in our mind. Because once we're saved, we're holy at the spirit level, but our minds are not holy. So the whole object of coming to church, of getting in the word, of fasting and praying is so I can eventually do what Jesus said is be like your father in heaven. So this is all about him raising us. It's about the relationship. Nothing more, nothing less. Proof. Next scripture. You fathers. The next thing he talked about. He went through all this whole rendition and then the next word he used, you fathers. He said, you fathers, if your child asks for a fish, do you get him a snake and say it? So what is he saying? If your child and him being our father, if we pray, what is he going to give us? Come on now. If we fast, if we re, if we really get into the word, dive into the word, what are we going to get? Because he said, for you, you fathers, if you ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask, For an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. But the key to it is they were children that asked. That's the thing. The asking part is the engagement. Verse 13, so if you, sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children, so now you know us, all we need is some income tax money to bless our kids. I'm part of the black community, come on now. I graduated from the University of Negroes. Okay. That's all we need, right? We need all we need is some tax money and some food stamps. We good. We're gonna bless. We're gonna we're gonna get Jordan. We're gonna They don't do that no more, do they? They still do welfare checks? I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. <laughs> So watch this. Alana, don't bring that up no more. So Alana comes to us and says, Joe Biden says she got $1,400. Where is it? Come on now. You know we got a leader, right? You know you got a leader. (laughs) She said, "Uh, Joe uh, Joe B said, (laughs) Joe B said, I got $1,400. Where is it? I told her rent. Make me mad. Rent, food. You've been eating, been eating off me since you was born. (laughs) 
So he says this. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more will, this is the key, this this, this is the deepest word in the whole thing, your, (laughs) your heavenly father, your, not mine, your heavenly father, you possess this relationship. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, what does the Holy Spirit do for the children? I don't want no answer. I'm going to give it to you. The Holy Spirit advocates. The Holy Spirit is a helper. The Holy Spirit comforts. The Holy Spirit leads teaches, reminds, leads you into all truth, pours out love into our heart, gives unctions, gifts of the spirit, and so forth. But watch this. It is all based on how frequent you communicate with Abba. You don't need no gifts of the spirit if you're not going to show up for church. What you need gifts of of the spirit for if you're going to stay at home? What do you need a calling for? Your calling is no good outside of this community. I don't even care if it's a philanthropist. All callings ain't profit, you know. No, that's not the all the callings. Some people are called to be great businessmen. Some people are blessed with the understanding that Joseph had, how to run a whole kingdom right out of prison. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than a prophet and an evangelist and a teacher. No, we got calls on every level. Some people are called to be a lawyer. Some people are called to be a doctor. Some people are called to be playing professional sports, to be architects. The father wants people in his kingdom in every spot, every place, every position. That's why the Bible says that the kingdom of God is like yeast. All we need to do is get in there. Just put us in there. Then all of a sudden it's like, why you don't act like none of these other people on here? Ah, that's the end. I was working for a studio and the girl asked me, she said, how do you do this? Working in the studio, all these women coming by here? I said, because I dominate my life. <laughs> and they can't. Well, how do you do that? Thank you for asking. So, we practice righteousness mm, to communicate with the Father in order to get our predestined plan. The predestined plan that he has for our life. Everything that you want in him, it can be found in practicing righteousness. If you pray, you fast, you give. If you do word time and you do community, you can't miss it. Now, you still have to do that at a gold standard. Or silver standard, at least. At least lead. Okay, we don't want to all just, okay. It's bigger than showing up. That's why we said if you participate, hello, you will grow. If you participate, you will grow. Because as we go into the, this ministry in, in June would be two years old. It seems like we've been doing this longer than that. It's only two years old. I am a rookie. Y'all are dealing with a, a young past. I ain't even, I ain't touching. I'm growing with y'all. Amen? If you participate, you're going to grow. That's why our next slogan, once year two hit, is be consumed. Now. If you weren't participating, you won't be consumed. The Bible says our father is a consuming fire, which means there's no way you get close to him and not burn up. You're going to be lying. See, you can't lie to me. I know what fire smell like. I know when I see smoke. I know what smoke smell like. 
I know. I know when somebody on fire, you can't go miss nothing. There's no way you close to Abba like that and, and you good with not praying. No. There's no way you're close to him and you cool with not getting in the word. There's no way you are consuming fire, but you don't pray. There's no way you cool with not showing up at church and you hear from him. There's no way. You can't convince me of that. Why? Because I've been doing this. <laughs> I've been doing this. Maybe he just didn't tell me I could do it. Maybe he got select few and he said, you know what? They can stay home, but you go to church. <laughs> I see potential in you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm done. 